How's it going, everyone? Welcome into the Sports Appeal Podcast. I'm your host, AJ Teal. As always, to my right, my co-host and my dad, Noel Teal. Dude, did we have a lot of shit go down this weekend? What a weekend. What a weekend. I think it's taking a toll on you. I know you're not, you know, feeling your best right now and stuff. I think there was too much craziness, too much wild uh, things happening in the world of football this this weekend that that it just took a toll on uh, on how you're feeling this week. I mean, listen, we, both of us are not FSU fans, but my heart breaks for them. I mean, you, you can't be human and not feel for them. Maybe you can. But uh, I, I don't can. know. I hope I'm human, but yeah, <laughs> sure. We'll talk I about mean, that. It, it, you're. I mean, the the head of uh, security for Philly, man, he's in a whole world of shit. Yeah, and. and so it's Philly. And, you know, here we are. Just there's there's so much going on. I don't even know where we start talking. I know. Well, we'll eventually, I hope you have a plan. We, we will have, you know, eventually get to everything. We have college football to talk about. We have obviously the controversy of the college football playoff and, you know, recapping all these games um, and, and, and the issue of Alabama getting in over FSU. We'll discuss it. We'll give our our takes um, and talk about that because that's been a very vocal uh, debate the last two days sure. um, in in the college football space, of course, and everyone seems to have a different opinion on it. So it is do, do, one of those. Do you see my? You know, do you see my tier for Oregon also? Yeah, Bo Nix, well, there's my Bo Nix tier. Listen, if you listen to me, uh, you know you you would have known that they were they weren't going to make it anyway. There, so go uh, go Huskies there, Michael Penix all the way. We'll talk about mm. college football and then we'll get into week 13 of the NFL recap all that some really big games especially over there at the top of the NFC making that playoff Green Bay. very Green interesting Bay. I, know, we'll I got one back I, I got one back Good. all right let's get into it let's run it let's start with college and talk about the absolute craziness uh, that went down this weekend so I mean, let, let's let's we, we want to spend most of our time on, you know, the, the actual rankings um, and and what went down with Alabama getting in over FSU. So let me break it down real quick. We'll, we'll focus on the games we need to talk about. But real quick going forward, I mean, Michigan handles oh, Iowa it wasn't that big of a deal. Um, you know, we'll talk about them in a sec. Uh, you know, F- Florida State handled Louisville. I, I don't think I was that you know concerned about that. Louisville's not a good team you know, not that good of a team. I don't even know how they got to 10 wins and was ranked for this game. But, you know, we, we, we figured even with the third string, Florida State would handle that. So that one didn't surprise me. Texas blows out. Oklahoma State wasn't surprising anyone. Uh, they booked their ticket. Um, and then the two games that I actually wanted to talk about and recap were the ones that mattered the most, which is starting with Oregon-Washington on Friday, uh, was a very big win, another three-point win for Washington, just like they had in the midseason. Um, and yep. this one, you know, this one, I was, I was confident in it. Now, did it happen exactly like I thought? No, I think no. Washington came out and even surprised me, even with picking them to win. They even surprised me about how they played. You called it, you know, you called it. And, and you said, if this man, Dylan Johnson has a game where he can run down the Oregon defense and take some of the pressure off Penix and give them a running game, they, He's that's the only way they, that's the only way they win this game. He goes He's 30 rushes for 152 and two touchdowns, as well as Penix going for 319, a touchdown, two receivers going over 100, McMillan and Odunze. 
it was a it was the it was the Washington offense showing why one they're one of the best teams in the country and they have as in my opinion as well of a chance to 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 win this whole thing as everyone mm-hmm. else um, sure. and they're, they 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 also showed you know defensively that they can step up too they forced a turnover on you know Bo Nix in this one early in the game uh cause for you know, Oregon to just be out of sorts. And I think when Oregon went down early in that one by two scores, they kind of just took them, you know, just took them by surprise and they weren't ready for it. And it felt like Washington was more prepared for this game than Oregon. It it felt like Oregon saw that nine and a half and was like, oh, we're going to win. Like, like, like we're better than this team. But we said it was a disrespectful line to Washington. They took it disrespectful. They came out and they played a better game. You know, it was weird because in the third quarter, they finally took the lead, Oregon, right? They went up 24-20, and you finally felt like Bo Nix was, you know, getting in his groove and everything. But Bucky Irving did not have a good game. Troy Franklin did not have a good game. He seemed, like, hobbled with the ankle, right? right. You know, and ultimately, when it came down to it, the the players on Washington who will be playing on Sunday all showed up. Right. And in a game that Dylan they won Johnson by three. is awesome. Right. In a game that they won by three, it showed it, it showed me, you know, in a in a in a heated game where the winner, what we said was a playoff game that, you know, Washington is just they, they are a complete team. The defense yep. is obviously not to, I think, the elite status of, you know, number one Michigan there. But the defense is good enough that this offense and how lethal it is, is going to have a chance in every game that they play. So that gives me confidence yep. enough. You know, to say that not only does Washington, you know, deserve to be that number two seed, and we'll talk more about that, but that they do have the team that can beat anyone See, that they play and can win this whole thing. Yeah, I, th- I think obviously, look, there's nothing you can say about Michael Penix that hasn't already been said. He's a phenomenal athlete, phenomenal quarterback. Roma Dunze is one of the top three wide receivers in the country, and Dylan Johnson is playing like the best running back in the country. So, I mean, you, you, you put all that aside. I think where this thing was won, it was the fourth quarter. It was nine minutes to go, and Oregon punted. They were down by three. And they went on a, like, I don't know, something like a 13-14 dri- you know, uh, play drive. It took seven minutes off the clock. They scored a touchdown when uh, uh, Penix you know, threw a pass to Quentin Moore. It was just like it was a backbreaker. I mean, for Oregon to come back within, like, 10 seconds. I mean, they had like three plays, went all the way down the field, scored a touchdown. And then with two minutes to go, you know, Washington never gave the ball back. I mean, it's it, it's such good coaching. It's such good players. This Washington team should be feared. Nobody should take this team lightly. They absolutely can win the national championship. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And then you had Georgia, Alabama, which basically – was the the cause for all this craziness um, and the 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 reason you know that that basically you know FSU is not included in this college football yep. playoff and mm-hmm. just absolutely screwed everything up there. So what you have is you know an an, an Alabama team that came out and played like they've played the last couple of weeks, which is Milroad making plays that that ultimately won this game, not turning the ball over, um, and their defense coming up with big play after big play um, causing the Georgia offense to have one of their, you know, most lackluster games of the season. And Carson Beck just didn't look in the same category, uh, you know, no. commanding his team as Milrow did. And it was pretty Correct. obvious in that, you know, in, in, in that setting. So 
impressive by Alabama. I, I just didn't expect this team to come out in this game and really yeah. handle them like they did. I was I, I was surprised. And that, I think, you know, just trying to segue after you speak kind of goes into why I tend to not have a problem with what the committee did in putting well, them in the playoff. Look, there's no doubt that Alabama, over the since their loss to Texas, has been on a roll, right? Yeah. And, and Milrow has been on a roll. Look, at the end of the day, Dallas Turner is, is going to be a top 10 draft pick for a reason. He caused havoc all day. Alabama made plays on third and fourth down consistently, right? That one play that J- Jalen Milrow threw that ball out to Isaiah Bond, and I don't know where Isaiah Bond kind of like went around the corner of the defender and, fe- and just dove and caught the ball, right? There was that play. There was a couple of plays where Jalen Milrow threw it up and his players came down with it. I just felt like everything went their way. And and the biggest thing for me is I told you this all along. Georgia has played nobody this year other than Missouri, right? Yeah. You want to call Mrs. Ole Miss, fine. But they've really played nobody. They mm-hmm. haven't looked great all year. And quite honestly, the my favorite part about this entire conversation, no matter where we take it next, is that Georgia is not in the national championship. Yeah. You know, because they had their chance. Yep. You were in the SEC championship. You played nobody this year. You had right. to beat Alabama. You lost Alabama. It's time to go play in the Cotton Bowl or wherever the hell you play. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I don't think anyone you know disagrees with with Georgia. No, I just love out, that. But I love that. You know, Alabama, if they were in the if they were in the top four, I would have lost my ever loving yeah, mind. I agree. But you get to the point where the committee reveals it. They put Michigan at one. They put Washington at two. No surprise. Um, nope. And then at three goes Texas, which we knew. After Georgia losing, they were going to be in no matter what. Um, and their dominant performance over the last several weeks, they deserve to be in. Um, yep. And then Alabama gets the four seed over Florida State, which slots in at five, and Georgia goes to six, and FSU and Georgia will play. So the debate yep. is, is was it the right decision there? So I'll, okay. I'll, you can you could start with it. You I'm, I'm going to start. You could, you could say – you, you you could take this, you know, the different routes of was it the right okay. decision? You know, do you agree with it? Do you, you know, whatever your thoughts are on it, you know, to <laughs> about the decision to put Alabama in over them? Well, the, the first thought is this is why we need an expanded playoff because there were eight teams that I would have loved to see in, in the like, playoffs this year. Exactly. That's number one. Number two is I feel terrible for FSU. I do. You, you're 13 and 0. You beat everybody in front of you. You beat LSU horrifically in the second half of the first game of the season. You have a Heisman Trophy hopeful that was playing out of his mind who gets hurt. You go down to your third string guy who hasn't thrown a pass all year, and you still manage to beat Louisville and do it dominantly with one of the best defenses in the country. And their defense over the last three weeks has been absolutely phenomenal. It's very hard for me to take a 13-0 Power five champion, conference champion, and not put him in the top four. But I get it. Like, you know, I mean, Alabama's strength of schedule was stronger. Alabama has the biggest win beating two-time defending champion, you know, Georgia in the biggest game of the year at the SEC championship. And Jalen Milrow and that team is playing out a way that they could beat any of the three other teams in the title and quite honestly FSU with Rodemaker or uh, Glenn are not going to beat anybody. So, right. you know, and, and that's just ultimately the shitty part of it because if Travis was playing, if Travis was not hurt, there is no doubt in my mind, FSU would have been the four seed. hundred percent. 
That's I don't think that's up for debate. But, they would but that's just but that's what it, but that's what it is. Ultimately, the committee said, "Can FSU compete with the top three teams with right. the current situation?" And comparatively to Alabama, they cannot. And and that is that's just it. That's just the facts. That that's my whole situation in this. Is is you can feel how you want to feel. Of course, you feel bad for a team that went 13-0. Guess what? Join the club. Join the 2017 UCF club. We won every game. We we played like three ranked teams, beat a ranked team in the, in the conference championship. It wasn't Power Five, but didn't it happen bet. to TCU a couple years ago too? Yeah, I'm sure it's happened. This was the first time it happened with a Power Five champion. So no, it hasn't yeah. happened with an. No, undefeated. but I'm saying T- I think it happened with TCU because there was no college, there was no conference champion. And they and they were the ones that were the ones look on the outside looking at you know. But, look, but whatever out. it is, it's like join the join the club. You know, you didn't. Yeah. Uh, you 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 ended up having a, the most successful season you could have had, right? They they went thirteen zero. They won all their games, and 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 what happens is your quarterback, who we said makes this team different. You know, it, it went down with an injury. It sucks. Yep. Nobody liked it. You 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 hate it for Jordan Travis. You hate it for FSU that they don't get a chance to play. But you you, you know what been different, to... age. You know what have been different if no if North Carolina with Drake May or Clemson were in that final, I think it would have made a difference. I think the fact that Louisville was so pathetic in that game did not help FSU's chances either. Uh, I don't think it I, – I, I think once Alabama won, it didn't matter if FSU won by 30, if they won by four, if they lost that I think game, it would have mattered. I think it out. would have mattered the opponent. I really do. I think the opponent would have mattered. But that's just it. Is the, 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 yes, Power 5 matters, but you got to look at Power 5 and say, look at the SEC. All The strength of schedule for Alabama was top five in the nation. Whether you want to mm-hmm. say they didn't play anywhere or not, that's just the facts. You know, the, 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 the uh, you know, Atlantic Coast was terrible this year. Clemson, yeah. terrible. Uh, Miami, terrible. North UNC. Carolina, terrible. Like, every team was terrible. You can't just ignore that, you know. It, it yeah. happens in years. Just like the Big 12 this year wasn't that good, you know. And if Texas didn't end up winning that game against Alabama, which was in their non-conference, they wouldn't be in here. So, it no, matters. And it's 11 straight for Alabama. I mean, Alabama has destroyed everybody that put in front of them. Here's here's really the closing argument about it is does it suck? Yes. But did the committee get it right? Yes. They got it right yeah. with putting Alabama in there. They beat 100%. a team who won 29 straight games. And once you do that and you yep. win that game, it matters way more than any win that that FSU had this entire season. So, a hundred percent. But could you imagine if if Isaiah Bond did not come down with that fourth and thirty-one? We would against never Auburn be having. Ago? We would never be having this conversation, which is <laughs> no, un, we would, which is unreal. Yep. Um, the the craziest thing to me is that before this week they put Alabama at eight, right? Yep. Which is a little it, just interesting to me because you had you know. You, you had some of these teams ahead, like Texas was know, seven. Texas, they had they were seven. Um, you know, you, you you had Florida State above them. You had, uh, you know, Washington Oregon. above. Them. Like, it, it, I don't know that that was the only interesting part to me is they basically said, yeah, all these teams are above you. Some of them took care of business, but because you know you won that game, you know you jump up this far. It, uh, that was the only they beat the two thing, time thing 29 in a row winning right. champions. Come and on. That's, that's, that's all you needed to do is, is all they, you needed to do. We knew if they won that game, you can't, you know, keep them out. You can't just, 
the problem is is the SEC championship of beating a num- the number one team in the country for the last three years almost wasn't yes. going to be a consolation prize of a clap or a pat on the back. Correct. It was going to be you win this hey. game, you're in the college football playoff, you prove that you can beat any team in the country. FSU can't beat any of these three teams. That's just no. the facts. And, and you know what? And the age. only team, hold on. Do you know what the yeah. only the only teams that FSU has to blame for this? Notre Dame, Michigan, TCU, all the last five, six, seven years of college football playoff that yep. these four seeds that have gotten in that, you know, they, they got in because they didn't lose or whatever and they, they played a weak schedule. And, and they got, got help destroyed. from other teams. They got destroyed. And the committee knows that that team going up against Michigan would have lost by 30. And if you want to yep. say, well, give it to them. Let them lose by 30. They deserved it. I I disagree with that. I, I say you got to put in a team. You, you got to put four teams in the playoff that can that have a chance to win this, yes. this whole, you know, this whole championship. I, the committee did that. They haven't done that in years past. So I feel like they uh-huh. fixed a mistake that they've made and, and they got it right. Everything you just said, I totally agree with. The only thing I'm adding is Alabama. I what I was so surprised at looked so much better than Georgia. Yeah, definitely, definitely and, looked and, better than Georgia. and and that was the I think the and icing in the cake. I think when you look at it, I, I I think when you look at the number one team in the country, Michigan, right now, I tend to I tend to put Michigan on the same scale as 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 Georgia. I think they're a good team and whatever, and they, and they they've been up there, but their schedule they haven't nope. played anybody. They beat Ohio State by what three points? Like they yep. they played an Iowa team that couldn't score in a championship game. Like Michigan, the reason they did this was because Michigan is good enough defensively, and they have a good enough run game that they would have won whatever amount against FSU. But yep. by no means, I know this is a, like almost a month away, and we're not going to you know exactly give our predictions yet. But by no means are they just going to, you know, go in there and beat Alabama. That's going to be a hell of a no, game. None of these teams are going to run away with either no. one of these games. I agree. But but don't discount Michigan. Stop it. Just stop it. I, I don't know. I, I just – I'm not I, – I do not think they're the best team in the country, even though they're the number oh. one seed. But We're going to play will, it out of the field. I will say I'm, I, I, I rode with Washington in that Pac-12 championship for a reason, and I think they – you know, right now they're my early pick. To win to win this whole thing, I just they they have that X factor QB. He's the best in the country, and he can go out there on any game and give you a, a lifetime performance. And I think that matters in this case, where you look at some of the other quarterbacks, you know, that are maybe a little unproven, and then you have Quinn Ewers that has been turning up late, but you you didn't see it that or you know earlier in the season. There, it's just yep. something to think about. I think quarterback, I, especially in college, to it. you know, matters a lot, um, especially with an offense as lethal as Washington. I think that Washington-Texas game is going to be epic. It's going to be epic. It's going to be a great epic. game. I mean, you're talking about two QBs that, you know, I know Ewers is playing on standing, which is crazy. Talent but they're all over the field. They're going to they're probably, you know, t- uh, take on each other in the NFL one day as well in the near future. So craziness there. Um, at the end of the day, yes. Boo-hoo. FSU, you did it. Congrats. <laughs> did you cry? Did you cry? Did you, did you shed a tear? No. But no. I, you know what I did? I said yeah. I invited the FSU fans to proclaim mm. themselves national champs by going oh, undefeated nice of you? and mm. putting it up in their stadium if they'd like to follow in UCF's footsteps. If they'd like to yes. follow. But because we were eviscerated for doing that. Right. I mean, what what do you what do you want? You complain, whatever, like uh, listen, what happened, happened. It is what it is. 
You get to, Had, it was you a get great to, year for FSU. It was a great year. Right. You get to only lose to Georgia by like 10, maybe 14, you know? Do you It'll think anybody in Georgia gives two craps about that bowl game? No, but apparently Kirby Smart does. Apparently Kirby Smart says that this matters a lot because they got something to prove after after losing that game. So hmm. I don't well, know. Hopefully I, Mike Norville could get his team up for it too. I don't know if either of those two teams really give two craps about that game, but I guess we'll we'll find out. Um, yep. But it's going to be a little bit of high of a hiatus on college football the next couple of weeks while we get to bowl season, um, and then we'll probably go through the bigger bowl see, games and then UCF, the college football Georgia Tech. Of the month. UCF, Georgia Tech, and the Gasparilla Bowl. I said Georgia Tech's a good team. Like you, yeah. First, they were supposed to play Duke. Then they switched it. Duke was without their head coach, without their quarterback. They probably would have steamrolled. Georgia Tech's good, man. Like That'll be a good game. Mm-hmm. 100%. Right. Now, wait, before we get into, before we get into pros, the, the thing that's rubbed me the wrong way all weekend, and including today, is the transfer portal. Yeah. Now, I'm a big fan of the transfer portal. Everybody should have the right to go wherever they want. What I don't understand, why are top quarterbacks at top five, top 10 programs transferring? Why is Kyle yeah. McCord transferring from Ohio State? Why is Dylan Gabriel transferring from Oklahoma? Why? I mean, it just doesn't make any. Why is Will yeah. Rogers transferring uh, DJ, from Kansas State? Uh, Ugalele from uh, Oregon State. Yeah, all why? these guys. It, Where are they going? I, I agree with you because it makes sense maybe the first time, right? Maybe if yeah. you're a first, maybe like Kyle McCord, right? he's been there, you know, didn't have a great season. You know, you're not sure what's going to happen with Ryan Day, uh, you know, Ohio State. It just just looks like it can't get over that hump. Maybe you want to change the scenery, whatever. I can understand that from his point. But DJ Galilee, you just transferred last year. Uh, uh, Dylan Gabriel, you just transferred. Um, like, right. like, I don't understand it from that where it, it – again, NFL teams are taking note for, for two guys that – are hopeful to get to the league one day, and that's why they're transferring. They want the best opportunity to showcase themselves for their you know, last year of, of eligibility. That's fine, but NFL teams are taking note that because you just don't get your way or you don't have your special coach that you've known forever or you know the guy that'll hand you the starting job, that you're going to cry about it and go transfer um, to, to, to the school to get your you know, match with your coordinator or get a, a better opportunity. Right. I don't like it from guys that are doing it for a second, third time. Dude, Kyle McCord is the quarterback of Ohio State for most of the year was ranked two or three. Yeah. Where are you going? Yeah. Are you, are you going to Michigan? Are you going to Georgia? Where, where are you going? It's, it's, it's very interesting. But you also have to understand these, these top schools have big recruits coming in. And, you know, you, you, they, 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 I'm sure. So, they, you know, so Kyle McCord, who sure Ohio literally State has a five-star QB, you know, sitting there, true freshman behind him, waiting to take his job you there. Can't be, I, you can't be the true freshman. You but just under, led the team to, like, the top five ranking. You can't beat an incoming freshman. All I'm saying is I understand it from his perspective because it's his first time. He's still young in his, in his eligibility. AJ, he's a pussy. I'm understanding it from his eligibility standpoint, but the other two I don't get because they they, they both had their their most successful years at where they were, and now right. they want to transfer again. It doesn't well, make much sense. Well, obviously with Dylan Gabriel, he's going to follow Letty to Mississippi State, which is most likely what's going to happen because that's been his quarterback coach and right. you know offensive coordinator and Mississippi State. But- Hasn't had a good football team since, since Dak Prescott was there. So correct. Why, so you're going to a train wreck team when you play for the second best team, it, it, or actually, all right, so maybe the fourth best team in the SEC. 
Like, I, it doesn't make any sense. The guy was literally lighting it up offensively. I don't understand these things. I, I just know. It drives me nuts. It drives me nuts. Very interesting decisions. I already said that Dylan Gabriel, I don't, I'm just not, I, I, you know, I'm already mad at him and what he did to UCF and leaving there, but, you know, he's he's going to make these decisions. I only think it's going to be worse for him in, in making the, 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 the pros, so. There's currently 15 quarterbacks in the transfer portal who all started for teams ranked in the top 30. Yeah, that's, that's insane. I mean, that's ridiculous. Insane. And it's all, first of all, it's all due to really NIL. And it is it, it is all due to having that freedom, right? Some of these players could come back. You could answer the transfer portal, and then you could sure yeah, come back. But most and of these people that, are but... like, "Oh, my coach yelled at me," or "Oh no, my coach said <laughs> that I wasn't great at the end of the year," or "They bringing in a really good person who might take my job away." Like, come on, man, grow a set of balls and win your job. Yeah, but I mean, that should either tell. I'm sure they they're not doing this because they haven't had conversation. Like certain programs, like are they, this guy's coming in and this guy's starting, which is why. I will say this after Texas's year that Quinn Ewers said he's planning on returning. How does that work with Arch Manning, who's the number one you know prospect at quarterback from last year? He's at Texas. How does that work? Right. He's not right. transferring, so I'm not sure what Quinn Ewers is going to do there. That's one that I would expect him to maybe transfer somewhere. But you know, for some of these QBs that have that that just came off their best year. And and maybe could you know see themselves thriving even more in the second year of of the same team and system like that yeah. doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me and I think a lot of them are chasing the bag or trying to just you know stay within you know something of comfort and I think it's gonna you know end up or backfiring for a lot of them. or they did or they didn't like the way they were talked to they got yeah. yelled at so we'll see what happens with crazy. those guys just where they go crazy. to crazy UCF crazy. get one that'd be that'd be nice you see you know who UCF's supposedly targeting. Tyler Schlow, Schlau, whatever name, the, the Texas Tech guy yeah. who was constantly hurt, who barely has played five games. Like, uh, it just ugh, makes me so make, it just makes me mad. It makes me mad. Yeah, as long as it's not Kyle McCord, I don't really want Kyle McCord. No, so, don't think he would come here anyway. All right, let's keep can it Will going. Howard, can Will Howard come to UCF? Yes, I would be. I would be with that a hundred percent. But yes. I don't know about that. Let's get to the NFL here. Let's get to Week Thirteen where we did. Kickoff um, with the Cowboys, really crazy oh. game and win over the Seahawks all the way on Thursday night. Um, a cr- crazy game, back and forth. Um, defenses really kind of took the night off. But, I mean, <laughs> first of all, it, this was a game that I was super impressed with with Dak Prescott because Geno Smith had one of the best games of his career. I mean, some of these throws I was looking, I was like looking at my friends and I'm, I'm like, the same, the same Geno Smith we've been watching the last couple of weeks that I like has. It's because I benched him in fantasy football. Multiple turnovers, and you know hasn't you know you know lost a couple games straight, and just got blown out by the Niners. You know couldn't do anything against their top defense, but came out in this game. I mean, I thought the Ball. Cowboys defense was was like Horrific. almost at every play, and he would just deliver the throws that that only the offense could grab are perfect dots, and and he was he played an amazing game. And Dak Prescott was able to have a better one and get the win over that. That is huge for Cowboy yes. fans that know that Dak in, in past usually hasn't stepped up in that aspect and has been outplayed by other you know QBs in games. He didn't have the defense on this side. They give up 35 points. He didn't have all the takeaways in the world until Deron Bland comes up with a pick and he was getting picked on all you know all night. 
all night. He, he didn't have a running game in this one. Tony Pollard, you know, keeps on going with his three yards of carry, which is eh. He had to do it by himself through the air to, to, to respond on multiple occasions, drive after drive to respond on scores on the other end, and eventually get, you know, clutch thir- first down after clutch first down, big plays, and, and ended up winning this game. I think it's a big step for some of these demons that have haunted the, the Cowboys in the last couple of years. These, these types of games Resiliency. that Dak never mm-hmm. comes through on, you know, is always, always kind of targeted for. He comes through, and I think that's why this team is is a little different, and 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 it's a it's a big win to have, you know, this sure. late in the year. Do, do you love the fact that you could go from being literally the cover of Sports Illustrated to the biggest goat the next week? I mean, Deron Bland, <laughs> who was living his best life, was literally toasted for oh the worst coverage statistics in a game i think in like 5 years he, i mean he was, was just roasted he was getting roasted out there and it, but again roasted. it was almost like 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 you know he was like there but he was just a little late on everything and and Gino just kind of knew where to throw the ball before any receiver got out of their break but what what does that tell you about a guy that gets toasted like that he's been on this high of i'm the best in the game all these pick sixes you know no one can mess with me and then gets toasted in this. But how about his ability to really change the game around with, I'm done with, with Gino picking on me. I'm going to get a pick of myself and change this game around. And he was able to do that. Yeah. And I say, cornerback is the hardest position in football. And I don't think anyone will no. uh, w- w- will debate with you on that. That is the Agreed. hardest position in the game of football. Yes. And you can't every game have a pick six. And you and you and that's why what he's doing is so impressive. You can't have a pick six every game. You can't make impact plays. You know, you're going to get – when you play but DK Metcalf – you can Metcalf, stop somebody from getting like 300 yards when of you get When you play DK Metcalf, that, that shit is hard. And he yeah, – is it, at, a, at a bad is game it? and then makes and then makes a big play after after getting toasted most of that first half. Like, I don't know. I, I just see it from that and say – Cornerbacks are going to have those days. Every single one of them has it. And it's about what you do, you know, late in the game. And and they needed a turnover. He got it. Cowboys are able to to win on a on a game that, you know, they don't blow someone out, which you're not going to get when you play these tough teams. So I like yeah, the win. No, no, listen, the win is phenomenal. It, it, it takes gritty wins to make it to where we want to be. You can't beat right. everybody by 30 points. I mean, okay. we have a 14-game winning streak at home, so that continues. We didn't blow them anybody out by 20 or 30 points, so it was nice to get a win, although my heart literally, my blood <laughs> pressure was through the roof. But, you know, DK Metcalf in fantasy football, literally yeah. every single game has been averaging between 13 and 15 points a game. So they got it right. They, they like something that the Cowboys 45 points he had, and guess what? This week I'm playing him. Look, D- no, about right? we know that's why we were so critical on the on the on the Seahawks. We know who DK Metcalf is. We know what this offense is, and why wasn't it being explosive? That you saw was an explosive offense. Unfortunately, their we, defense was terrible, and Dak Prescott def- cooked them even better and won the we game. We played de- we played defense like that against the Eagles next week, and it's going to be ugly. Dan <laughs> Quinn better fucking light a match to that freaking room and that and that's the thing that we've seen you know certain certain games to games and on how you match up you know the Cowboys defense does get exposed in that sense but it's all about regrouping and knowing you know fixing fixing the issue and and that's what you rely on as Dan Quinn as a good coach so yes no issues with that but a much needed win for the Cowboys in a shootout Um, another 40 burger yeah we go to Sunday's games we go 
to the one o'clock ones and we start with Broncos Texans, which we said would be a great game. And, and I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a uh, story of the game is remember I came on here and I was like, I don't know. I'm going back and forth. You know, I don't know who to take in this one. And I said, you know, the, the, the Broncos defense is something that's really sticking out to me here. And, I, and, and they, and they could get it done, but I said, no, nah, I'm going with the Texans because yep. I believe that I believe in Stroud a little more, you know, right now, and that'll get this done. And did Stroud get it done? Yeah, 274 and, and a touchdown. Did it without, you know, with Tank Dell getting hurt, which just crushed mm. me. I mean, just awful to see. Crushed my he's fantasy such hopes. Such a great Dude year. was having a great year. Was coming a fan favorite, and now he's done for the year. So loses his top guy in that. And what does he do? He doesn't turn the ball over, doesn't panic, didn't have a run game once again, and goes nine for 191 and a touchdown to Nico Collins, who all of a sudden is Nico resurged there. freaking Collins. Defense is this because it, Michigan's number one? Is this because, yeah. is that is that the reason? Defense gets it done and gets three picks. Stingley gets two. I mean, it was just, everything St- came Stingley, together in this one. And, Stingley's and amazing. the Texans got a, got a win. Stingley, I'm telling you, they got a steal and a half with this kid. He mm-hmm. is absolutely everything that's advertised. He is I mean, so he, damn good. He, you you can't just ignore the fact that he just doesn't look like a Jalen Ramsey replica. I mean, he plays <laughs> he plays very similar. He's built very similar. He's guy a guy was a wide receiver like in high school. He's a great he's tackler. Great. I mean, he just yes. resembles everything that you look at at Ramsey like, and he's gonna be a star. And you got your first real breakout game from Will Anderson. He was everywhere. Yeah, he was everywhere. So everything looks. Th- this was a everything's coming together for the Texans. You had the quarterback. Right, but that wasn't everything that the Texans did this offseason and wanted to get better at. We knew the defense mm-hmm. was pretty bad. And in a game where you needed that defense to step up because you knew the Broncos defense was going to be there and they, you know, they they played a good game. They still sacked Stroud five times. They kept them, you know, to 20, you know, around 20 points. Like got did what they needed to do to give Wilson a, a chance to win this game and they had a chance at the end there. Russell Wilson in the red zone and throws a pick at the end of Terrible. the game. So, you know, I don't know what like Troutman was so wide open. He was so late on the throw. I know he was backpedaling, but he got he didn't get enough on it. He didn't get it high enough. Right. I, I thought I had but, a win there because I needed the, that one. But the Texans, the Texans defense came up in a big spot and played play. Ultimately, got the you know more game changing plays than the Broncos, and that's huge for a team that that yeah. now looks you know every week both sides of the ball are just improving and they're making strides. You know, going for this this playoff run. AJ, if I told you they were going to be seven and five, you would have hit me over the yeah. head because you were told no me I was smoking crack. You. This team still has on their schedule the Jets, Tennessee, Cleveland, Tennessee, and Indy. This team is making the playoffs. They're making the playoffs. Texans needed this win to make the yep. playoffs, and they got it. And they're gonna they're gonna go on a roll here, even without Tank Dell. And they're gonna win games. They're gonna finish the season with ten wins. Um, and and they are going to make this playoff for sure. Yep. I totally agree with that. So yep. huge win for them. We got Bad Dolphins. loss for Noel. Bad loss. Yeah. Dolphins Commanders uh, was not a problem for Tua, and you know and we said Tyreek is the reason I did off. not trade Tyreek Hill in fantasy football. Yeah. If you traded Tyreek Hill, I mean you're a bozo. I mean you yeah, listen to some some bozo on TikTok that went out there and said sell high on this guy like he can't do it every game no the actual reality is he does it every game and that's why i said we both said before the season started if you have the opportunity to draft tyree kill in fantasy you do it because you don't want to play this dude every week and i ended up playing him this week against you and got my ass beat because he went he had 
What wide receiver has five catches and finishes with 40 fantasy points? The only answer is Tyree Kill. Five for 160 and two touchdowns. Like, who does that? It's, it's ridiculous. So, I mean. And this was, after, this was after Thursday night. You came out with a 35 points from CeeDee Lamb. So, and I was like, oh, crap. I'm in trouble. I had no trouble at went all. To, went to shit. But yep. Dolphins dominated. That wasn't out of any question. So. Okay. By the way, my favorite. Mm-hmm. Uh, celebration in the end zone after he won, where they all lined up and they were doing yes, a little thing with the choo-choo train. That, they, <laughs> that thing was that awesome. That was a good one. Definitely yeah. a good one. All right, we yeah. keep it going with Cardinals-Steelers, where the Steelers, I don't know what happened I, in this one. Back I, to the Matt Canada offense. I mean, they just had their 400-yard <laughs> game. They were They were rolling, right? And then, you know, back to Kenny Pickett playing like garbage, and then he gets hurt. And now he's he's out with an ankle injury. You put Trubisky in there, and it's it worse. was just even worse. I don't know, man. Like I told, this, listen. So they my got, brother they got killed. So my brother, there were nineteen people left in his in his um, you know um, knockout pool. Yeah, seventy five thousand dollar knockout pool. Nineteen people left after thousands. Right. Wow. He calls me up and he asked my advice. He said, "We're really debating." Should I take the Chargers over the Patriots or the Pittsburgh Steelers over the Cardinals? And I said, Howie, take the Chargers. There is no way in hell they're losing that game. And I just, I can't trust Pittsburgh and I can't (laughs) trust Arizona. I call him up and I'm like, say thank you. He goes, I can't say thank you. I took Pittsburgh. Wow. Mm. Mm. There's only so much you can do. Only so much you can do. You You can lead a horse to water. You can't yeah. make them drink. And this team's still seven and five, and they play the Patriots next week. Like, Wait, and dude, they're still in a playoff spot. How's that? Yeah. And, and and when you look at the odds, and you look at and you look at their schedule, New England, yeah. Cincinnati, Seattle, the Colts, like they could easily win three more games, and if they have ten wins, they're going to make the playoffs. So it's like their quarterback goes down, their offense is so bad. They they yep. just got killed by the Cardinals, and I can sit here and say that I think the Pittsburgh Steelers are still going to make the playoffs and not just absolutely this is it and they're going to be done. Like, that is nope. insane. But I don't think they're making the playoffs. I don't even know what to make of the game. There were so many rain delays, but James Conner and Trey McBride are two very big pieces for the Let, Cardinals offense that need to stick around. Trey McBride is a beast. He's and Trey McBride is going something. to be in my top five tight ends of next year's yeah. uh, pins, for sure. He's, he's been great for them. All right, keep yeah. going with Falcons-Jets. What do we say? The the under in this game was the freest bet that you could have made all week, 13-8 to eight, um, in this one. And I, I, and I, I have no regrets with picking the Jets because, honestly, they should have won this game. The Falcons looked so bad, horrible <laughs> in this one. Um, you, 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 just, you, just, you just have an offense that's incapable of, of just doing anything, and they were just lucky enough that they're playing the Jets who are incapable of, of getting a yard on offense. So – yeah. Uh, th- this was this was a horrible game to watch on both sides, and I I I re- I am I am apologizing to everyone that had to watch this because uh, nobody should watch this level of football, especially for a team that is looking right now that they are going to make the playoffs in the Falcons. And if the Cowboys hold that spot, I will put any amount of money they win that game by thirty yes. points. Yes, Brees Hall ran. Th- what was it? 16 times for 13 yards or something or 13 times for 16 yards. 
Like they could not run the ball, the Jets at all against Atlanta and vice versa. Atlanta really couldn't run the ball either. I mean, Bijan Robinson had a 53 yards. This was appalling offense, appalling. And a, I mean, a game that literally every time it came on, I was like, okay, just please get off the screen. They were a combined six for 30 on third downs. Like these two teams have no go-to players on third down. They have, Wait. they have no, they, they have no. no sense of knowing what they want to do on third down where we're going to go to this guy. And Garrett and Wilson and Drake horrible. London and Kyle Pitts are literally fermenting in the wind on these terrible teams. And I don't, and, 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 and I don't get Arthur Smith in this. And that, the reason I think he should be fired from this mm -hmm. team is that there's just, there's just no urgency in using the best players and, and, and getting them the ball. I mean, right. you can say whatever about Kyle Pitts, like his route running hasn't been good. And that's why he doesn't get out there. Like, Get him involved, five yard and stop, or a tight end screen. Like it's like hand him the ball. <laughs> I, I don't understand what this team is doing by you know they they love to say that they're using their best players as decoys, which it's like yeah, sure you want to use your best you want to use your best players as decoys. Your record's going to be six and six, and that's what their record is. So like I and, don't and you know what's the best know what to here, say. Here, here's here's where we're going to end this conversation. Zach Wilson went to the coach and asked if he could start next week. Or like it's I heard that bad. I heard some story about they wanted to go back to Wilson, and he said he doesn't know if he wants to jump back into it. Like it's horrible. The situation there is so bad right now. They have no God. quarterback. At the end of the day, they should be cutting everybody, Wait. Trevor Simeon, Tim Boyle, and Zach Wilson, and they should be signing anybody to give them a chance at quarterback Dude. because it's better than anything they have. The funniest thing, and we'll get to it obviously a little bit further on, is Joe Flacco threw the ball better than all three of those quarterbacks yeah. combined at he 38 did. years old. It's, it's insane. I mean, go sign freaking Tony Romo to come out of the booth, and I think that he would be better there for them. But just awful football game. I hear Brady's moving not on. doing anything. Moving on. No. <laughs> yeah, no chance. Lions, Saints. The Lions do escape with a win. Another Ooh, suspect talk about a game. Skate. Jesus. Another suspect game for the for the Lions. You know, we knew this wouldn't be. I said this wouldn't be an easy game, so I was a little right on that. They weren't able to cover the Saints, but did keep it within a one score game there. And that was it was twenty one nothing before I turned it on. I mean, they came out the gates flying. Golf flying. Gibbs big runs. Uh, they they had Laporta had a game nine for one forty and a touchdown. He's been really special there and they came out the game finding but then the saints defense settled in and that's the only reason they got back in this game because Derek carr was horrible once again and drive stalled at every uh you know at the 50 yard line once again like they've done at, you know all all the weeks this season for them and then Jameis yep. winston comes in and and you know whatever the you know the Jameis winston experience happens again they, they couldn't run the ball with kamara they had Taysom Hill in there and then they take him out like this team is so confused all the time that they they yep. don't have any idea of how to There's no uh, identity have, you know, no identity and no idea how to win games they had an opportunity in this one you know to to go down the field um and 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 potentially take the lead in this one but there's no trust in in either of their quarterbacks no matter who's out there um, and there's yep. apparently no trust in Taysom Hill because they won't give him a shot at the full-time load either. So, you know, for, for, for the score to be that close in a team that we're talking that bad about says what the, the question is about the Lions is that we know their offense is going to come through and put up points. But they could very easily face a 49er team, in, you know, or, or not the 49ers in the first round, but, uh, no, you know, no. when, 
we, we talk a about Vikings, in the second round. Uh, Green know, Bay. Right, but you talk they about the Vikings. Green Bay. Ooh. The Vikings, but but I'm just I'm just talking about offense in general. You know, screw the the you know the the wild card round because we think that we know these teams are better than anything that the bottom of the NFC is going to put down. But they play the Ooh. 49ers, they play the Cowboys, they play the Eagles. Their defense is going to get punched in the mouth and they are going to lose the game right from there. And that's my yep. only issue about the Lions. They got to get more physical up front and they they don't, you know, have a fierce enough defense that can really put them in position to beat big teams at the top. And that's what, you know, that's my concern about the Lions. I don't like it how that game is that close against a team we're talking that bad about. No, agreed. And look, I mean, I just want to thank Sam Laporta for helping me win DraftKings. That was really nice of him. That was really impressive. Him and Taysom yep. Hill did, did their job. Yep. Um, but I agree with you. The, the defense is definitely concerning. I mean, these guys can score at will. Jamison Williams, man, on that end around, he was and shot out of a cannon. Let's try giving him man. the ball more. Like, they give him the right? ball. They give him one hand off a game and they, throw to him one time. Him, like, that guy's a big it. part of your offense. Like, get him the ball Two more. times a game, he touches the ball. I don't understand I don't it. So, again, I just think Very that, weird. you know, that, that these teams don't have a full focus on who they are. And and the Saints are a mess. They're a mess. Yeah. So Lions get a win, but again, not convincing at all. Uh, Chargers Patriots, where uh, you saw a, a donut by the Patriots, six nothing. The Chargers win. I mean, again, a New England team that you picked. I know they had it. They 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 the defense came to they play. Had Bill it. Belichick's Bill Belichick's defense came to play. But the, the only offense, thing that came to play was Mother Nature, buddy. The, the weather was so bad. Couldn't put up a point. Um, no, they oh, my they goodness. They were even close. It's so bad. It's so yeah. bad. It was so bad to watch because you saw the Chargers, <laughs> again, trying to give another game away. They scored six points with Austin Eckler, with Keenan Allen, I, with Justin Herbert. Like, I, don't, I don't get what is so difficult um, that the Chargers haven't done in the past, which their offense has been fine. This year, yep. it's the it's the it's it's the offense that's the problem, and they can't move the ball yep. with the same players they've always had. It's like it's insane. He wasn't even sacked in this game, Herbert. Like their offensive line played good, and mm -hmm. they they cannot get the ball to their playmakers. Their their scheme, you know, and this is what we said, you know, when 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 they signed, you know, Boy Wonder in in the offseason, like no Cowboy fan was losing sleep because we've seen, you know, how how the offense operates under him, and and I just. I, I think he is he can like we said he confuses himself too much by by focusing on what the defense expects you know versus what you know what he's going to run and I just don't think right. it, it works consistently and it hasn't right. plus plus you had Stevenson go out with a major injury that hurt the Patriots big time you know and at the end of the day Khalil Mack that guy is. Have quietly having a phenomenal season. season. He's got like 13 15 sacks. sacks. 15 sacks. 15 sacks. 15. Like this guy is. Nobody ridiculous. talks about him. Like you, like people honestly would believe that he's not in the league the way he's not talked yeah. about. No, seriously. It is, it is pretty crazy there. But uh, a zero put up by the Patriots. Much needed win by Horrible, Noel. horrible, Much horrible. We had an overtime game. Colts beat the uh, Titans. We know these AFC South games are always. This one hurt here. me. This one but hurt the Colts me. keep winning, man. The, I, I like this Colts team. I like it. I like how Gardner Minshew plays, man. He's he's not always perfect, but man, he makes big play after big play. Um, and he he steps up in the moment. 
that you know they they were without Jonathan Taylor. Moss came in; he wasn't as effective as he was earlier in the year. No, but you but were Pittman, right about Pittman. Pittman's been Pittman, great. Eleven for one hundred five and a touchdown. He has had a sneaky great year. I mean, if you mm-hmm. look at at the year he's having so far, um, you know he's got almost ninety catches for for almost a thousand yards. He'll hit in the next you know one or two games. Like he is having a very very strong season. They got Alec Pierce over a hundred yards, who they've waiting been waiting to break out as number two. Like. They got guys on this offense, yep. man. And Gar- Gardner Minshew is the one or two, you know, qualified backup that we could have faith in doing doing the same thing, you know, yep. that that Anthony Richardson was doing out there and have confidence in this team. And and this team is seven and five now in a playoff spot in the AFC. And you look at their schedule with Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, Atlanta, Las Vegas Raiders. It's a really team fair, has, it's has, a very advantageous this schedule. This team gets to 10 wins, which they should with three wins yes. in their last five weeks there. They're going to make the playoffs. And I don't think the Colts are a team that anyone wants to see, especially with how wonky and weird the AFC is right now. You think the Chiefs want to play the Colts right now? I don't think so. And I think if right. you're saying, if you're laughing at that, you're really not watching the Chiefs or the AFC at all this year. You know what's the worst part? The worst take I've probably ever had on this podcast. I picked the Colts to come in second to last in the AFC. Yeah, I don't know. It it wasn't a a popular choice. I was I was definitely, you know, higher on this team that I expect them to be this, you know, good and impressive late in the year. No, but I did think Anthony Richardson was going to be the reason they were a little bit successful, and you know, he hasn't even been with it apart. So big win by the Colts there. I I really like what they're doing. So. Yep. Uh, Bucks Panthers was the start of the four o'clock games. I didn't catch much of it, but the Bucks were able to win, and the uh, the, Mike the fired Evans. coordinator, just Mike Evans, yeah, the fired coordinator streak does end with the Panthers, which I said that it would. They they they're too bad to overcome that, and yeah, Mike Evans carries the load. He had 162 <laughs> receiving yards. Baker Mayfield had 202 passing yards. Um, so it's safe to say he was the entire offense there. Um, yeah. the uh, Rashard White. Goes 84 in a touchdown, so he continues a very hot streak for them at running back. Tampa at 5-7. They got Atlanta coming up next week. That's probably their season there with, with you know, hopes at the division. I don't know. There's something about the game. Bucks. There's something about the Bucks that that they have problems, you know, creating consistent offense, uh, but they, they got playmakers, man. And I think in that, mm-hmm. the, I think at the stretch, down the stretch, in this division, that's going to matter. And I'd say watch it's out. Come for, down to the end for the Bucks. 100%. Yeah. Yep. All right. Let's go to, uh, you know, oh, let's go to Browns Rams first. Rams took care of the Browns. That wasn't very surprising. But yeah, Joe Flacco did go 254 and, and two touchdowns there. So, you know, he yeah, looked good. Prime I'm Flacco be... is, is back. So, so because of DraftKings, I had to watch part of this game. It was, I had the multi view box. So, like, there were a bunch of things that were going on that I needed Karen Williams and I needed. Nakua and watching this game Joe Flacco was throwing dimes he was throwing the ball like he was 28 not 30 like you said Jets you chose Trevor Simeon and chose uh, the wrong guy over over Flacco I don't know chose the wrong guy but man this this Rams team but this Rams team is really getting good yeah like I mean Kieran Williams continues to play well. Puka Nakua continues to play well. Cooper Cup had a great game, right? I mean, this is literally, I just, I'm getting concerned that 
Like this Rams team's going to make some noise in the playoffs because they are going to make the playoffs. I don't know. It, it, they they are playing good, but I look at schedule and I see Baltimore on their schedule still. See New Orleans and I see San Fran. You know, I know it's not going to take a whole lot. It's definitely not going to be ten oh. games to make the playoffs in the NFC. But you got a couple teams that 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 are all starting to make strides with the Vikings and the Packers um, down there at, at at the NFC and the Seahawks team, that are still around. This, this team's going to win ten games. <sighs> Ooh. I don't. I disagree with that. I don't see it's, ten games. Maybe nine. Nine or ten at, at worst. Yeah, they are playing good. The Browns are finished. We already kind of said yeah. that with how many injuries. There's so many. Only so many injuries that a good defense can sustain. Um, we're starting yeah. to see that kind of fall off there. Now we get to the game of the week, which ended up being a blowout in San Fran, of taking care proportions of the Eagles. I mean, what else is there to say? San Fran just looks perfect. Uh, yeah. that's really it. You can't really say much. Um, they, they, they got healthy out of the bye and they've looked perfect four straight weeks. Um, and, and this, it, it's a scary thing to talk about because right now the way that they're playing is, is unbeatable. Uh, they look yep. unbeatable once again. And Correct. the Eagles, people are going team, to have to go down with injuries. The Eagles were a team that no one could beat in one, you know, let alone in one score games, uh, they, you know, they, they were just kind of doing whatever it takes to, to beat a team um, in whatever situation. The, the 49ers came in and said, no, we, we know how to beat you guys. We're going to put you in long third down situations. They were eight for 15. Usually they're more in the, you know, 60, 70% with, you know, getting the, the short third downs and, and getting them, or at least going, you know, uh, you know, two for two, three for three on fourth down. They were one for two. In this game, uh, their time of possession they could, they couldn't run, wasn't dominant, and they couldn't run the ball. So you know, you put a lot of that pressure on Hertz to have to drop back and throw. The big thing is getting off, getting off the field on third down, switching the field, and going down and putting points up on the board, which they did time after time. Four touchdowns from Purdy, McCaffrey, hundred yards and a touchdown. They got Debo through the air and the ground. Three touchdowns on the day. Kittle involved, Ayuk involved. Everyone gets involved and you share the load. It's too much. It's just too much to handle. And the Eagles defense has gotten exposed, not in this game, uh, probably back in the middle of the season, that we all knew that this defense wasn't as good as it was in the Super Bowl team last year. And they definitely are not exactly, you know, anywhere near the the San Francisco defense, the Browns, the Cowboys. No, they they don't don't get the they don't get the pass rush. They don't they get don't, the pass rush, and they don't have the they secondary. They don't have the linebackers. That can, they don't that the can make plays, and their linebacking core is a little weak. So this exposed a lot uh, for both teams. It showed that the 49ers, unless you play a perfect game, are unbeatable. You've got to come and play a perfect, you know, mistake-free game. Um, and it shows that the Eagles are very beatable when you take away their ability to bully you, and that's on those yep. short yardage situations where they're bigger than you and stronger than you up front. And you put yep. them in long term, you know, long down, you know, long third down situations, and you you get a lead on them. Team's not all of a sudden the big bully that that they kind of want their appearance to be. And I yep. think this loss is gonna maybe start a little awakening for the rest of the NFC, saying that you know all this attention to the Eagles that's not our problem. It's the 49ers that's the problem. They look too damn good. Yeah, well, a couple of things. One, Dallas Goddard will be coming back this week, and they desperately need him back because they're they've got no no play from their tight ends whatsoever. 
No. They just signed Shaq Leonard, for, you know, to help with the linebackers. So we'll see if he's got anything left but in he's the tank. Washed. There's a yeah, he there's a be. reason Indianapolis is paying him not to play. Like he can't. I understand. Move it, but they need help. They need help. <laughs> but going, but but looking know. at San Fran. I mean, looking at San Fran. I mean, we have seen this when all four guys, Purdy, McCaffrey, Samuel, Ayuk, or all five, and Kittle are all healthy. Mm-hmm. There is no stopping this team. There's two. Uh, there, there's there's. there's you come up with a scheme. Tell me what the scheme is to, to to stop all five of them. Hope and pray. Right. That, that's that's, that's it. I don't think that's a plan. That is it. So so we're gonna need a couple of twisted ankles. We're gonna need a couple of uh, hamstring injuries. But nah, man, it's it, it's a scary team. And thank God we don't have to play them again until hopefully very very later oh, in. Yeah, I mean, in, in, someone's in the playing them again, and and it's gonna. It is looking like. I mean, it, it's 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 looking like a third year in a row of Dallas, you know, unless, again, we have the Sunday night football game against the Eagles coming up, which is big. But at the end of the day, you still got a tiebreaker, and, and most of it's favoring Philly right now. So It well, is, like, but you're saying there's a chance we can right, win the any, division, which we did not happen. have two weeks ago. I'm not trying to get ahead of it. Anything can happen. You're, yeah. you're totally right. And you just got to go ahead and, and try to win every game because on any given Sunday, you can lose to anybody. So That's I right. do agree with you then. But keeping it realistic, it's looking like you're 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 going to see a second round matchup of possibly the 49ers versus the Cowboys there, where the Cowboys have lost two years in a row in San Fran against, you know, probably in in, in how they're playing right now, worse San Fran teams. Like they're coming right. into this uh, just looking like better than they have the last two years on where they where they've looked like a great team, and it 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 just comes down to the fact that you know this. It, it it may as well be that we look back and say, damn, the Cowboys, you know, that Cardinals game, that, uh, you know, that if Dak just gets in the end zone against the Eagles in the first game, like little If Buffalo like would have just beaten Philly. Matter in terms of the seeding and getting the buy and all that. And, and that's, you know, something you just got, you can't obviously change it, but you got to look back okay. and say, you know, are, are those things really going to affect the outcome of another letdown year? For the Cowboys there, but again, there's more Here's football the good to be played and there's too much Here's to, the good news. to see. It's going to be a war of attrition. Whoever's healthiest at the end is going to have a major advantage. And right, right. now, this is the best Cowboys team we've had in 20 years. So if that's going to be the case, then we're going to put it all on the field. Yep. So definitely impressive from the Niners there. I think the Eagles got a little exposed. And you saw, you know, Jalen Hurts, MVP. Yeah, that's... Nah, that's that's not going to happen. Brock, Brock Purdy went very much to the front of that list. Yeah. And for everyone that was writing Purdy off as system QB and he had those, that losing <laughs> streak a little bit ago. I mean, nah, this guy's, this guy's really good. I, I stand pat on, on what I said earlier in the year and that he is, you know, one of those Legit guys. So. Yep. We went and then Sunday there was night. the game that got me a game back in the standings. Right. Did get you a game back with your gutsy Packers pick. I'll give you that. And Jordan Love is now three in a row and really playing, I mean, it's super impressive uh, in terms of how he's playing right now in this Packers offense. Something has clicked. Something has clicked mm-hmm. with the scheme. They stopped making excuses with, well, you know, our injuries and all this. And no, now basically everyone but 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 Aaron Jones is back. And I thought that mm-hmm. would be big. Obviously, it hasn't really mattered to them because Dylan's handled the load. He's actually looked very good as a so, running back. So is one. Taylor um, as, as the yeah. RB2. You see Dobbs coming in, Christian Watson, two touchdowns again in this one. Like he's been the go-to guy, especially in the red zone where they needed someone to step up. 
Um, mm-hmm. You know, look at look at all these receivers. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten different players caught a ball from Jordan Love. He's getting everyone involved. You mm-hmm. know, before he was completing like like 15, 16 passes a game because there was no one to get the ball to and they were just trying to run because the ball. Because they couldn't catch. Right. Now they're all and catching And now something is clicking with the chemistry of this team at the right time. And you look at a team that's now come all the way back to be six and six, to be 500, going into a stretch of the New York Giants, the Tampa Bay Bucks, the Carolina Panthers, Minnesota, and Chicago, all teams that are 500 or below. Um, and you see a team that's just hitting their stride at the right time. And if Jordan Love plays like this against all five of those teams, they're going to run the table and be one of the hottest teams going into the playoffs. And now you want a team that I think is going to win 10 games and mm. is going to make the playoffs. I would put my trust in the Packers now and over the Rams. AJ, you lambasted me when I said that the Green Bay Packers were going to make the playoffs. I did. You made fun of me. You made me feel <laughs> lesser than a man. You, you, <laughs> oh. you, you, you were all over me for not knowing what the hell I was talking about. I would nope. like an apology. Well, I'll give you an apology, yes, for that. <laughs> but you also did say they would finish second in their uh, division. And, and that they was are below, oh, no, But that was below uh, the Lions there. So, yes, you got it right, but it was kind of, you know, you got it right by being wrong on something else. I don't um, know, whatever. I'm, I'm just, just being trying to right. look for an out I'm here. Just I'm just being right. I'm being right. Yeah. They look good. I mean, they look, look is this team anything to write home about, you know, playoff-wise? I don't. I don't think so. I think all these wild card teams are are, are playing. Sure. You know, play, just trying to play for their their playoff lives right now. And I think it also goes in that we can end this off with that the Chiefs. There, there's just one thing to say. Problems. The Chiefs are not that good, and that's no. the truth. Correct. They're, yes, they're eight and four. They're going to make the playoffs. <laughs> they could win a playoff game. They could be in the AFC Championship because they have that guy Mahomes. But the, at the end of the day, this team's just. I'm not saying they're bad. They're not that good. And Correct. right now, when you look at how well those teams are playing at the top of the NFC, you know, there are some teams that, that can compete with them in the AFC. There, there's, there's teams out there that I, I think are going to get to the Super Bowl, and I don't really have the Chiefs as one of those teams this year. Neither. Neither. Look, they don't catch the ball. They don't get separation from their receivers. Mahomes is running for his life. Travis Kelsey has been almost... They figured a like way figured out, out to to, to, out. to take away Kelsey and and make someone else beat you, and it's worked yep. for a lot of these teams that have recently beat the Chiefs. So it's gotten to the point where basically they become a run first team, and that is not a Chiefs team. Hey, but guess what? Pacheco, 110 yards and a touchdown. Like I said, great. this guy's a beast. Great. Just hand He's the ball. A to him. He'll, he'll He's help a beast. Out. But the Chiefs are enough. not going to win a Super Bowl with with Pacheco leading the way. No. So that was a and they're a dropping like flies in the defensive side of the ball was a wild week and it ended with an interesting Sunday night win for the Packers. So a lot to talk yep. about with playoff picture coming up Friday. Still like Jacksonville be, tonight. Yeah, they should kill him. Uh, you, you, we got Friday coming up where we will, uh, you know, maybe we'll even turn to a little NBA action, see what's going on there because college football has taken a little break. We got to, we haven't talked about the magic. Their win streak did end the other night, but we still got to, you know, to praise Brooklyn. them and, and how they're playing right now. So, Maybe the, talk about the Rangers about are still be, the Rangers are still on top of the NHL. Yeah, so we'll be to week fourteen next week. Fantasy football should be the last week of most regular seasons next week, so Ooh. we'll talk about going into the playoffs. You know what to look for as well.